Thank you, God. Amen. What, what we got to do is, 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 is we got to get a love affair going with the Word of God. You know, James, James put it really well. He said, if you can receive with meekness the engrafted Word of God, it has the power to save your soul. You, you know, your soul is the way you think, and that impacts the way you, you, know, you feel, and your feelings make your choices, and your choices determine your actions, and your actions develop your habits, and your habits define your character, and your character ties you to an end result. And so if, if we can receive the, the, with meekness, that's, that's not a timid spirit. It's a teachable spirit. That's a teachable spirit. That's a teachable spirit. Right? Let, let me tell you something. Uh, you know, and, and let's, you know, we'll, we'll seal the doors so that we can just have a little private convo today. But uh, all of us think we're right. You know, because we're, we're not stubbornly, you know, uh, just disagreeable. We, we just think we're right. And to be teachable, dude, that's not an easy thing. You know, to, because especially when you think you're right. But, uh, uh, you know, if, if, we could, if we could allow the, you know, Jeremiah 33, 3, he said, call me and I'll show you great and mighty things, things which, things which thou knowest not. Okay, that's King James, things which thou knowest not. A different translation say hidden things, secret things, fenced in things. Uh, it, it, it's, it implies stuff you couldn't possibly know anything about. And, and which, for most of us, we, we don't even realize there are those things that we don't know anything about. Because we know everything about everything. And, but, but he said, you know, I, God's saying, I know some stuff that you don't know. And, and, and if I ask, I'm not asking, but if I ask, how many of you think God knows some stuff you don't know? Everybody said, yeah, well, yeah, we get that. Well, then why aren't we calling him more often? Why aren't you calling him about everything? If God knows stuff that you don't know about everything that you, that you know, I mean, you might know some stuff, but God knows stuff about the stuff that you know stuff about. Huh? I said, God knows some stuff about the stuff that you know a lot of stuff about, but he knows stuff that you ain't even dreamed of about the stuff that you know a lot of stuff about. Now, now, now then, you, then you add the stuff that you don't know jack about, and God knows some stuff. Well, why aren't we calling on him about our stuff? Because we're under the impression we know everything about our stuff. I'm telling you, he knows some things about your current situation. He knows some things about what's coming towards you. He knows some things. Uh, he knows some things. And he wants to enlighten you. He, 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 wants to, he wants to give you insight, revelation, understanding. He wants to empower you to succeed. He's not, he ain't trying to hide stuff from you. He's trying to bring revelation to you. And, and, uh, and what you and I need to do is we, we need to embrace the truth that, hey, there are things that I'm, that, you know, just like my life. You ever had that attitude? You ever had that attitudinal moment when, when, when you said, this is my life. God knows some stuff about your life that could really help you. Man, it could, I'm telling you, it could really help you. There, there are areas of my life where I might as well be blind because I don't see it. You know, isn't it weird that you can look at somebody else and it's stinking obvious what they should do? You know, you look at your kids. I know exactly what you should do. You know, you look at your parents. You know exactly what they should do. You look at your employee, your employer. 
You know exactly what, how they should handle this current. You, you know your neighbor, but your stuff. You know, we're all blind to, to our own things. And, and you add blindness with an unteachable spirit, and we get stuck. We get stuck in, in, in areas where we should have traction. Hello. Man, I, you, I got God on my side. He's not against me. He's for me. If God be for me, who gives a flying flip who's against me? Well, where's the traction? Where's the traction? How, how, come I can't, how come I can't move? How come, how come I can't get from the spot? How come we can't get out from under this depression? How come we can't get out from under this debt? How come we can't get away from this chaos, this confusion? Where's the traction? It's, see, traction is what we should have. Distraction is what we do have. The prefix dis means to push or press out of. So the enemy uses life to steal our traction. We are distracted. Because God's talking to us about a thing, but that's not the thing we see when he's talking to us about. That's not the way we see it. Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way that seems right to a man. See, it, well, it seems to me that if we would adjust this or that, if, if, if I could change this thing, if this was different, then all of these things would be radically different. And we, we think we know what we're looking at. We think we know the answer. We think. See, a lot of us are under the impression that if we had a lot more money, we wouldn't have this, you know, this terrible debt stuff. But more money doesn't solve your bad spending habits. You know, we, th we think that if we could have more time, well, you're not getting more time. We all got the same amount. You, you know, we, we all think that if, if, if we could just get new friends. Yeah, just look confused right there. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we think this stuff, but, but that's a distraction because we're blind. We don't see most often. And that's kind of a hard one to, to embrace. We don't want to own that. But it's, 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 like, it's, like, it's like we can't see what God needs us to see. You know, if we could see it, let me just tell you this. You just need to, you just need to own this. Because it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It just is coming to a place of awareness. I need God. I, need, I wasn't wired to, to know everything, to see everything, to get it. I, I actually have a need for God in my life. See, when I, when I walk through life under the impression that I don't need him. See, because here, here's the deal. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me tell you something. If we do a, a weekend service without prayer, that is suggesting we got this. We don't need God. You know, hey, worship team, if, if you ain't praying before you take the platform, you're telling God, I'll handle this for you. You know, you're going to greet at the door, but you didn't pray. You actually think you're that cordial? 
you, you know, you, you, you're going you're gonna to lead your, your house? Come on, man. You're going to lead your house, but you ain't praying? Well, there's your problem. You, you know, hey, you're going to do your job? You're going to go someplace, you know, in no prayer, no seeking God? You, you are under the impression. And now let's look at, let's, let's, just, let's just break this down and look at things that you and I do on a daily basis. We don't spend any time prayerfully seeking the will of God. No wonder we're blind because we're under the impression that we can see. That we can see what's up, that we can see what's coming, that we can see how to handle it. We can see, I see the direction we need. I see, now I'm, I'm here to tell, you, to tell you that, see, this need that I have for God, uh, it's not the need for God that sets us apart. It's awareness of that need that can set you apart. See, because God's God, He rocks. I mean, think about it. God's been thinking about you. you he, God, God knows where you are. Je, I don't know if you've ever heard Jeremiah 29, 11 before or not, but let's just, you, you know, I know the thoughts that I've been thinking towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts to prosper you, not harm you. Thoughts to give you hope. Thoughts to give you a future. God, God's been thinking about you. God, God you, you have not gone unnoticed. Come on, we all, we've all had those moments where in the middle of a, a situation, a circumstance, that we, we feel completely alone. We feel like we're on our own. But, but, but um, he, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You never be, you know, Psalms 118, uh, it, it says the Lord is on my side. And that don't mean he's on your team. It's, he's on your side. Now you take a step and, and he's there. You, you, you're, not, you're not separated from God. He sees you. Matter of fact, he sees everything. It's you and I who are bumping along blindly. Right? He, he is our sight. And we, need, we need to tap into that. You know, there, there's a story, and in, 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 uh, John and I were going to look at it in just a minute, and, and, and uh, uh, here, here's the deal, is that, you know, part of, part of what God, part of his makeup, part of his nature, uh, let me just tell you this, that if you're going to walk with God, you, 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 you might as well prepare now to see the miraculous, because he can't help himself. I mean, you, you, might, you might not quite get it, but the fact that you're here today is, is really a living demonstration of the miraculous working power of God. Because some of you guys, there are people sitting very close to you that wanted to take you out earlier today. Okay. <laughs> you know, without God, you'd just be a greasy spot in the highway of life. Without God, without God, man, you'd be in a totally different spot. And God's doing miracles. Because he's a miracle worker. I mean, he, he just said, you might, yeah, I'd thank him for that too. He's a miracle worker. And I, I want to challenge it because let me tell you something, there's stuff going on that you don't see, but, but sometimes, uh, you know, uh, sometimes when you start looking for things and you, you get your hand on something, you know, you ever bought, you ever bought a, like a new car and, and, you, and you went and you, and you had a specific model that you were looking for and you went and you found it and, and you know, and you hooked up with Keith and, and, and you got yourself the, the, the newest, freshest, man, this thing rocks and you, and you, and you, and you looked all over the place to find the one you wanted and to get the one you wanted and then you're on your way home, you know, you swing by Costco, and suddenly there's like 90 of them. 
You know, you just see them everywhere. Why? Because, you know, now all of a sudden you're seeing things that you hadn't seen before. The Bible says that our faith becomes effectual by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in us through Christ. That our faith becomes affected by the acknowledgement. It's, it, it's, it's acknowledging what's there. It's recognizing what's up. It's, it's, it's being alert. It's, it's being awake. It's, 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 it's sensing the presence of God. Uh, you know, because, you know, you, you, you need to be more sensitive. You, you got to be, you, you got to just, you know, and I'm not talking about being spooky about it. I'm just talking about just rec- like David said, man, I look back. Oh, man, you were there. And because I see you there, now I look ahead and I realize, oh, you're out there too. You know, seeing things that have always been there that you've never seen until you see it. It's, it's, it's like the fire extinguishers that are mounted in the walls in this room. You know, and a lot of people, if I said grab one, you, you, you know, it'd take you half an hour to find it. Well, it's right over there. And now, but when I acknowledge it and, and, and you look, oh, there it is. And now you know what's there. And you, suddenly you begin to see it. Now you'll see it for weeks. You just walk in here and your eyes just go point and you're going to be right over there. Why? Because it's been acknowledged. Start acknowledging what God's doing. God is a miracle worker. And, and I want to encourage you through the end of this year, from now to the end of the year, I think you ought to get a little book. And I think you ought to, you know, just, just, a, just, a, just a little book and start writing down. Just, just pay attention to what God's doing and write those little things down. What's a great thing? A bunch of little things all added together. And I bet by the end of the year, you'd recognize that God has done some great things. You would rejoice and be glad, for the Lord has done great things. You just see that, and you go, my Lord, now I can recognize him moving all over the place. But the miracle, the the miracle really isn't what God does. Because that's God. You know, look at the story of me in John chapter 9, verse 1. Jesus was passing by, and he noticed a man. I want to tell you something. You've not gone unnoticed. And this man was blind from his birth. And you've got, you got to understand, if you're going to understand this miracle very well, you, you, you might need, you, there's a couple things you might need to know that will help you. Because there's a difference from being blind from birth and being blind as the result of, you know, an accident or, or a cataract or, uh, you, know, you know, having sight restored and then, or having sight created, there's a difference because, uh, uh, you know, when, when a baby's born, babies are born legally blind. Their vision at birth is about 2,200. It's not very good. They, they don't see things past about eight inches from their face. There's no color, no, no depth perception, there's no, but there's a process that's called synaptic genesis that takes place, and, it, and it, goes, it takes place for quite some time after birth. And uh, it, it's not for about six months till a baby can actually associate the mother's face with mom, that it actually rec- recognizes mom. Eight months, it's got dad. And then, uh, but after a few years, it, every single word in its vocabulary it has a picture that matches it. It's called representational intelligence. And, and, and it's like, like when, we say, when we say a word, you know, the way our brains are wired, uh, when you hear a word, you see a picture. And, and we learn that way. And, and we learn to, and our brain is, is, is sharp. And it's just a, an amazing creation of God, if you stop and think about it. The, 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 way, that we, the way our bodies operate, and it's just, it's, it's phenomenal what God has done. But uh, uh, your brain, to save energy, ties pictures to things so that when you see it, you don't have to think about it. It's just, boom, it's just there. And when you hear it, boom, it's there. It's like when I say White House, immediately in your brain, there's a picture of the White House. 
Now, now a lot of us, though, the, the, the picture that we associate with words are different. Like if I said lake, lake, uh, what lake do you, do you see? Strawberry Lake. You know, you, I know, you see a puddle. Um, I see Crater Lake. You, you know, we all have a different lake. If, if, if we say car, what do you see? Volkswagen. We just need to pray. <laughs> you know, now I'm afraid to ask the next one because, you know, I mean, if I say pet, some of you see a rat with a home run problem. And I see a St. Bernard. You know, uh, you have different pictures that are associated with words. But a man born blind from birth, think about it, no images connected to his words has the same vocabulary, probably better than you and I do. But, but no, no images. Literally, born blind from birth, has no self-image. Never seen his mama's face, never seen his daddy's face, never seen his own face. So every image in his brain is self-created. Well, you think there's a chance that his pictures are off? That the inward photography of the outward realities don't actually line up? See, look, can I just share with you today? Because, because, see, we think we know a lot. We think we see everything, but we don't see a lot. And, and sometimes what we do see, it's not exactly right. There's a possibility that the, that the inward you know, image that you have isn't exactly the same thing as the outward reality that God's called you to. And what he'd love to do today is to, is, is to help us with, 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 this, with this issue. And we're thinking, man, if God, if God can, can heal the blind, you know, if, if, he can, if he can touch my life and, and, and my vision is, is made whole, what a miracle. I'm telling you, that's just what God does. You know, it, that, that's not the miracle. I mean, it's awesome. Because God's awesome. It just, it, but I just think it's funny. I've been in church my whole life. I just think it's funny how blown away believers get when God does what God does. <laughs> What were you believing? Did you see that? You know, I, I have friends that come by. Still, they walk through the building and they're like, good God. And I'm like, he's always been good. Yeah, we're really happy, but this is the kind of stuff God does. Yeah, that's not the miracle. Well, I well, first we need to so we need we, we need to, to understand the problem. And so look look, look at the disciples and uh, thank God for the disciples because they did stupid stuff like you and I might do. And, and his disciples said, "Whose fault is this? Who sinned here? Uh, was it this man or his parents? He's born blind from birth. What sin did he perform? Where he kept his mother awake during the pregnancy?" You know, come on. God is not the author of bad things. He's the good thing in the middle. 
of the bad things. Jesus responds to him, and he says, man, it's not him or his mom or his dad, but but I tell you what, God's just going to use this to give an illustration of who he is. And uh, verse 4, you know, we should be busy while it's while we got the light. And, and I don't want to go down this rabbit trail because I'm already down to where I have not enough minutes left, but check this out. Isn't it amazing how busy we are? You know, even, even, you know, even church life can just get so busy. And, you know, be careful that you're not in dis. Traction. Don't lose your traction. You know, we got to be about his business. Because God's up to something. With us corporately, I believe God's doing something. But I believe that God's up to something at your house. I believe that God's something, you know, that God's up to something in you as an individual. And, and he said, you know, we need to be busy with his business. And verse 5, uh, he said, I am the light of the world. And, you know, we're, you and I are walking in this light. And that light just simply means that there shouldn't really be any confusion here. We, we should be people who are, who are walking in discernment and who are, well, the, the way to get that rolling is to start recognizing. Again, start acknowledging. Look around. Watch. Watch God work. You, it, it won't take you long. Well, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Who can know the mind of the Lord? Anybody who reads his book. He ain't hiding his stuff from you. Man, that, that's a lazy man's cop-out. I'm not doing the will of God because I don't understand it. You're not that big of an idiot. Man, the, the will of God is not too hard for you. It's not too difficult for you. It's not too far for you that you can't reach it. I'm telling you, the will of God for you today is not going to be that big of a deal. It's not that, it's not that hard. You just have to be willing to look. You've got to be willing to see it. Look at verse 6. Uh, Jesus spits on the ground, makes, makes mud, and he smears it on this guy's face. I mean, this is, is this not, not nuts? Can I just tell you that when Jesus starts operating in your life, it might not make a lot of sense to you. Spitting, making mud, and smearing it on your face. And the guy's blind. I have no idea what images he's seeing. Okay. Go. He's talking to the blind guy with the muddy eyelids. Go wash. <laughs> no kidding. Go to the pool of Siloam, which means sent. And so he went and washed and came back seeing. Now, wait a minute. This is Jesus. All power. He's got all power. How about we just heal the guy? What's with the hoops? You're going to want to write this little line down. Miracles come with instructions. Miracles come with instructions. This guy is going to receive his sight. I mean, we, we're, we're, we're sharp. We know the Bible well enough to know that, hey, this is coming. There's a blind guy. There's Jesus. Guess what? Blindness is leaving. Sight's on its way. Okay, we got that. But a lot of times what we don't see is that miracles come with instructions. You, you, we, we want the miraculous to operate. Well, okay, so you got to participate. 
Yeah, you got to participate. Because I'm, I'm telling you that here's a guy that from birth has lived a very helpless life. He has depended upon everyone for everything. And the, 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 the image he has of himself is not the image that God has for him. Okay, this isn't who God called him to be, a helpless individual. God has empowered you. He has positioned you to win or succeed regardless of the situation. God's plan and, and purpose for your life is he's going to do amazing things. The people who know their God, they're going to be strong, and they're going to do great exploits, and they're going to they're see the power of God. I'm telling you, the miraculous is coming to your house. And you see yourself as a defeated individual. You see yourself as a broken. You don't understand the mistakes I've made. You don't understand that that has nothing to do with it. Here's the miracle. The miracle is when you do what he says. See, a lot of us want a miracle without any of our own participation. You want a miracle in your finances, but you don't want to do what he says with your finances. You want a miracle in your relationships, but you don't want to do what he says about your relationships. You want a miracle in your body, but you don't want to do what he says to your body. Hello, somebody. Come on, I'm giving you something good today. Because here, here's the deal. It is, look, I, he went, he washed, he came back seeing. Look at verse 8. This is crazy. When his neighbors and those who used to know him those who used to know him. He's so radically changed, they don't even know him anymore. And, and they're like, uh, isn't that the guy that was sitting and begging? Isn't that the one? And, and, and the next verse says, uh, nah, he just looks like him. He just looks like him. You know, I think that God wants to do a work in your life so amazing that people around you go, no. <laughs> Aren't you the dude that was sitting in the corner crying every time we got together? Aren't you the guy that was broken and depressed, powerless and helpless? Aren't you the one that was always reaching out for pity? Now here you are walking around demonstrating power. Weren't you the one that didn't have a future? Hello. Oh, my God. I think you might want to see what God's up to. And, and I love his statement. I am the man. <laughs> I think all the men in here should say that together. I am the man. Say it one more time. I am the man. Uh, you've been wanting to say that for weeks. <laughs> hey, guys. Ta-da! It's me! I'm the guy. Look at verse 10. How'd this happen? How did this happen? You know, this last week, watching Fredo and Nicole walk through the storm, and I know that, I, you know, I, this is what I do for a living, man. I get to watch people. And, you know, Fredo comes up Friday. We did the memorial service for Lenore. Born into heaven. And the grace, grace is not a blanket you hide under. It's an empowering agent that you operate under. 
and the grace on them. And, the, it, you know, and he just shared the story, man, from the beginning to the end. And he rattled off like 50 scriptures. And I mean, literally, I'm sitting down there thinking, why do I have to talk? I don't have to say nothing, dude. You, you rocked it. You did it. It was amazing. I'm, thi- I'm thinking about launching a different campus just so I can make him a campus pastor. Serious, man. The dude, he was in it, and I'm watching people around him going, how is this possible? You're going to fall apart. And he shared, man, there's moments when the tears just come, and boom, and, and, and you know, because this is a real, this is real life pain. But, man, I've got to tell you something, though, that, you know, God life is not the absence of death. It's just more life than death. It's just joy that overwhelms me. I know sorrow pops its ugly head, but joy swallows it up. I got more joy than sorrow. And uh, how, how, how does this happen? And so the guy, because he's a good guy, tells him. Look, look at the verse. I love verse 11. A man called Jesus made mud, smeared it on my eyes. He said, go and wash at the pool. I went and washed and obtained my sight. And they all said, Oh, okay, now we get it. <laughs> I love how God works. Because when he's done, and you explain what you did. Well, that won't work. See, the miracle is not, again, it's not that this guy's receiving sight. That's what God does. The miracle is doing what he said. You know, you think it's a miracle when God moves in a, in a financial arena. No, the miracle was that he had you sow a seed and you did it. It's a miracle that God's changing lives in the park. No, it isn't. You bring God to a party, lives are going to get changed. Let me tell you what's a miracle is getting a thousand people to get up off their lazy behind and go down to the park. No, I'm not, you know, it's serious. Here's, what, here's the miracle. You know, it's not a miracle that, that people walked away. You know, think about it. Right in front of school. Right in front of school. You have no idea. Man, the, the line at the, at the shoe tent was the serpentine thing. And then it went out and bent around and went around the fence. And, and it went on forever. The miracle is that people would actually take their shoes off and leave them. That you do what he said. If you would like to see an explosion of the miraculous power of God, you're going to need to light the fuse of obedience. You're going to have to get beyond calling yourself a believer. Well, I'm a believer. I have a t-shirt, a bumper sticker, and a nasty attitude. So I fit right in at church. Huh? The Bible says, the Bible says, you believe God, you do well. And the demons of hell believe also. And, and I, I think it's the Amplified that says, and, and it makes their hair stand on end and, it, and, their, and their skin t- contorts. See, when you say the word believe, you, you have a picture. But for most of us, the picture's wrong. Because 
there's no such thing as believing minus obedience. In order to believe, you have to obey. You can actually interchange the word. You know, because we like, we like stuff like, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe him would have eternal life. But see, what if you interchange the word instead of believed it was obeyed? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should obey him would have eternal life. Kind of changes the picture. See, that's what God's wanting to do. Why did God make this guy go? Because God needed him. Man, you don't understand. From where they were and at the time, there was tens of thousands of people in town. There were hundreds and hundreds of steps and corridors that he had to make his way through. And he had to get up, and, 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 and God, it wasn't, it wasn't that God was giving him sight. It's that God was rebuking the spirit of helplessness off of his life. And he was giving him the opportunity to see himself as capable when all of his life he'd seen himself as incapable. It was to see himself as powerful when all of his life he had seen himself as pitiful. God's wanting you to look at situations that, that, that have rendered you powerless. And he's wanting to empower you to rise up and overcome in that situation. I mean, that's what God does. Look at it. The, the woman at the well, you know, been wrecked several marriages. The woman caught in adultery. The leper, the tax collector. God's wanting to step into your life and saying, you know what? The enemy's put a label on you and you have a picture of who you are, but it doesn't line up with who I say you are. So I want to move in your life in a way that'll change the way that you see you. <laughs> the optometrist would have said his condition is irreversible. What irreversible condition will you allow God to reverse? Oh, do it, Jesus. Will you obey? I mean, ch check this out. Check this out real quick. J in James chapter 1, you know, be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. Oh, obey. Don't just listen to it. Betraying yourself in deception by a reasoning contrary to the truth. By, don't, don't, don't allow false pictures to give you an image that's not right. But start walking in obedience and, and, and we'll start seeing the right picture. Check it, check it out. Uh, in, in verse 23, uh, if anyone listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer, he's like a man who looks in a, uh, he sees himself, he sees himself, but then he walks away, the next verse says, that he walks away and he forgets who he is. He, that old picture creeps back in. And, and, and the, the image of, a, of a, his self-image, it, it becomes distorted again. He forgets what he was like. In verse 25, check it out, man. This is awesome. But he who looks carefully into the law of liberty is faithful in looking to it, being a, a, not being a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. He shall be blessed in all his doing. He, God, God will position you to win and succeed. How? That, he's, he's repositioning you. How? By, by having you take steps that on your own you're not going to take. And that's how you're going to get repositioned. Because he's going to say, go left. And you go left. Guess what? I'm in a new position. Go left. Okay, I'm going left. I'm in a new position. Go back. Okay, I just took, okay, one step. And I'm in a new position. Go right. Wrong way. And this is the winner's spot. God's going to reposition you. 
You're not defeated. I said you're not defeated. Well, I lost the fight. It ain't over yet. See, here's the deal. Is God gets the last word. God gets the last word. If this guy hadn't obeyed Jesus, he'd spent the rest of his life not only blind, but he'd have a muddy face. Lazarus, come forth. Nope, I'm staying right where I am. Put the rock back. See, I, I love the statement where it says, uh, John, John 9, look at verse 11. The man called Jesus made mud, smeared it on my eyes, told me what to do, and I did it. Read it in the message sometime. I did what he said, period. <laughs> that should be the mantra of our life. I obtained my sight. I obtained my sight. I obtained my sight. See, the man went to the pool. He washed, and he went home seeing. How are you going home today? How are you going home today? You going to go home blind? Or are you going home seeing? Well, I'm going to tell you something. Going home seeing is not going home the way you came in. It's not coming in saying, I know what I got to do, how I got this happen. No, it's going home obeying. I will obey. I'll take the steps that you tell me to take. For some of you, that means I will forgive. For some of you, that means I will participate. For some of you, that, that means I will let go. I will do life your way. I just want to pray for you. Close your book and bow your head. And Father, I just thank you. Thank you, Lord, that we are on a collision course with the miraculous working power of a living God. Father, everything you do from our perspective is amazing. Because God, you are amazing. Thank you for calling us out of darkness into the marvelous light of your dear son. Thank you, Lord, for doing in our world and in our life and in our home and in our business what, what the world says can't be done. Lord, as you give us the steps, we, we, we commit today that we're going we're gonna to be people of obedience. We're going to take them. We're going to do what you say. Well, heads are still bowed and eyes are still closed. Some of you, the first step that you need to take is one of a surrendered life where you say, okay, I'm going to allow God to be God in my life. I'm going to open the door to my heart. You know, Revelation says that, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I'm coming in. We're going to fellowship together. You, you got to get into fellowship with God. Maybe, maybe what we might call the sinner's prayer, maybe you've prayed it once or a hundred times, maybe you've never heard of it. Here's the question. It's not have you prayed it. Here's the question. Is Do you know today what you need to do is open the door for God 
to be God in your life. And if that's you, we're all going to pray a prayer together. I won't call you out. I won't have you stand. But if you're here today while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, and you say, Tom, I'm making this prayer my prayer. If that's you while nobody's looking around, I just want you to hold your hand up high so I can agree with you. Thank 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 you. It's awesome. You can put them down. Anybody else just say, yeah, I'm taking on that. I'm getting my hand on that. I want God to rule in my life. Not only do I want God to help me see him in the right way, but I need God to help me see me as who he's created me and called me and anointed me and equipped me to be. Going home, I'm believing God for, for the true ability to see the true image. See myself in Christ. Just pray this with me. Everybody in this room, just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me radically from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, give God huge applause.